This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Cross-channel integration and mobile banking. Where will banks and credit unions place the emphasis in 2011? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Jim Pitts, Project Manager for the Financial Services Technology Consortium within the Financial Services Roundtable. Jim Mobile is expected to be a channel of big investment for financial institutions in 2011. Now, when we step back and take a look at how the mobile channel fits into the overall financial enterprise, how will that mobile piece be integrated with other banking platforms? Well, Tracy, thanks, first of all, for having me. And thanks for also starting with an easy question. I like this one. Uh, I think we'll see the mobile channel fit with financial services a lot like chocolate fits with peanut butter. Uh, it's going to empower individuals like uh, they've never been empowered before relative to access and convenience, especially uh, integration of mobile services with financial platforms will have, a, I think, a, a long and healthy developmental future uh, with financial institutions. And uh, I think it's good news is financial institutions have already done a lot of heavy lifting relative to this type of integration. Uh, during the uh, uh, evolution of the uh, the World Wide Web and the Internet uh, as they rolled out e-commerce and online services. So uh, a lot of the pioneering they've done the last decade or so uh, with web innovation uh, will be, uh, you know, kind of like a shoehorn as we slip into our uh, mobile capabilities like a new pair of shoes probably. So the exciting stuff is uh, really what's different about mobile, though. Uh, there'll be some opportunities to to do things uh, in a much more uh, dynamic and robust way with with mobile I think uh, you don't have to lug your PC around or your hundred foot extension cord to, to take advantage of, of all these opportunities so I think we see a lot of that already and we'll see uh, significantly more as mobile capabilities progress and that's definitely a positive outlook that you have Jim we often talk so much about the security concerns surrounding mobile and we, we rarely get to talk about some of the innovations that are going to lead to a positive change so I'd like to talk about that security issue just a little bit however we recently conducted a survey our faces of fraud survey which took place in the fall and we talked quite a bit in that survey about channels and channel integration and one of the things that we took away from the responses that we got from that survey was that financial institutions are not investing across the board in channel integration as more institutions look at adding this mobile channel as an additional channel how do you see that lack of integration affecting security and fraud detection in the mobile space well, I, I'm, I'm guessing that your survey uh, covered a much broader base of institutions than I'm uh, typically working with, uh, but uh, so, so I can't I can't really address all of those perspectives. But but my personal experience with top financial institutions is that they are typically um, familiar with, or I should say, maybe not unfamiliar with cross-channel fraud issues and opportunities. Uh, I know that our members are focusing in this area, uh, many of our members are focusing in this area, working to develop and define optimal solutions there. Uh, but it's a paradigm shift, and it's still shifting, I'd say. Uh, very complex. Uh, it's going to require major renovations, uh, reaching across multiple technologies and systems. So. 
uh, I guess I'd uh, ask you to think of the uh, extreme home makeover TV shows. Uh, uh, it's going to be a full renovation. Uh, it's a dynamic environment, constantly changing. It so uh, it's probably like remodeling an airplane while it's in flight. Leading FIs will, will prove out the technology, and and uh, then they'll invest uh, to generate optimal value for their customers. I think as as they see fit. And I think that's okay. It's okay to prioritize, do first things first, and uh, maintain good resource stewardship uh, as they go. So, Now, when it comes to the mobile channel, as you've noted before, mobile is something that financial institutions are, are looking at, and you're seeing quite a few of them look at it. And it, it makes sense, right? It's, it's, again, that chocolate and peanut butter mix. But when we talk about channel yeah. integration... How does mobile fall into that fold if they aren't moving toward integrated channels already and they're bringing mobile in? How might that impact mobile down the line? Well, I think I think it's going to vary quite a bit from institution to institution. Uh, I really can't answer for all channels or all institutions, but I think uh, many institutions uh, specialize in in different channels or have you know single channel specialties or limited. Uh, cross-channel capabilities. Uh, so naturally, companies will focus on channels where they have high customer demand uh, or high volume uh, and integrate based on those opportunities, probably. Uh, regarding mobile, uh, some institutions will have a, a big demand there and some will have little or none, uh, potentially depending on their market base. Uh, so certainly you'll see institutions with high demand accelerate their integration of mobility and, and mobile-related services into their existing systems. And they'll probably follow that uh, uh, that uh, trailblazed uh, relative to a delivery of online services that they've had in the last decade or two. So uh, the effective leaders in online will probably be the folks that you see being effective leaders uh, with mobile. And when we talk about integration and fraud detection, how do you think that might impact the mobile channel from a security perspective? Well, I mean, certainly there are a lot of concerns around security. I do think that there are a lot of issues around, mostly, uh, I mean, I see some big issues around unregulated providers uh, flooding the market with uh, application uh, du jour, so to speak. Uh, and certainly as adoption increases, I think we'll see fraud increase. Uh, but I also think that there's good news there and that the, the mobile channel is very conducive to raising the bar on fraud prevention. All kinds of things are available that we haven't uh, used to, to a significant degree uh, in other channels like real-time alerts, uh, device-augmented multi-factor authentication, uh, chips uh, in the devices, SIM cards and, and other type chips. Uh, I think out-of-band uh, authentication and verification is, is going to rise with mobile, and certainly there's built-in PIN input capability and, and even biometric type capability. So I think all of those things are going to be uh, positives as mobile integrates into the more traditional services. And do you see, Jim, investments in mobile and channel integration being exclusive, i.e., will banks invest in mobile rather than investing in channel integration? Uh, no, I don't, I don't really think it's going to be uh, exclusive so much, but I, I, I really see it more as complementary. Um, 
mobile channel may very well be a, a, a real catalyst uh, to improving multi-channel integration uh, because of uh, the nature of the technology. But again, it'll be up to the individual financial institutions based on their customer uh, and service needs, I think. Now, when we talk about mobile, of course, that brings a lot into the picture. It could be mobile banking. It could be mobile payments. It could be loyalty programs that are facilitated through the mobile channel. So when we talk about investments in mobile, we're not only talking about financial institutions, but also merchants as well. When you step back and think about the merchants being brought into this um, mobile fold, what is the outlook and what are some of the security concerns there for financial institutions? Uh, to start with, I'd say uh, mobile adoption is happening fast, but it's not going to be a flip of a switch or, or you know, literally uh, be overnight stuff. So uh, I wouldn't overestimate the demand on the system too quickly. Uh, the U.S. has a very healthy array of payment channels that work very well. You know, I think things will move at a, at a nice pace, but it's not going to be overwhelming too quickly. Uh, I, I do believe that it's, that consumer education is going to be important. Consumers need to be very leery of the free download. Uh, what I would call ready, fire, aim application development is, is, is not going to be very helpful as we roll down this out this new channel. But uh, So anytime you're talking about finances and financial services, it's important to think about safe application development cycles and uh, working with reputable, trusted uh, providers who stand behind their services with, uh, with financial strength. Now, you've touched on this earlier, talking about the connection between mobile security and online security. Do you see most banks looking to their online security measures and or standards as examples for standards when it comes to the mobile channel? I can't necessarily say most most banks, but logically, yeah, sure. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff that's working in today's online environment will also work for mobile. Uh, no reason to, to throw it away if it's good stuff. Uh, we can learn a lot from what works now and, and, and also uh, apply the new learnings that we have as we evolve mobile capabilities. And in closing, Jim, what final thoughts would you like to share with our audience about investments they should be making in security and integration, whether that be around the mobile channel or just banking channels in general, in the next year? Well, uh, first of all, I think you know, everybody keep, needs to uh, keep in mind what's appropriate for their institution, and that's going to vary uh, from institution to institution. Um, at the financial services, working with the, the institutions that are, are our members, uh, we find that they are very engaged and, uh, in fact, are kind of driving us to be more engaged uh, relative to uh, mobile technology. So uh, we just last year completed a multi-year project series on mobile payments, and uh, this next year we're going to be uh, continuing to invest in, in research with our members uh, as we host a special interest group uh, to to help our members stay on top of evolving uh, of the evolving curve in the mobile channel, uh, and we're also going to uh, be investing in some more research and development uh, in the form of a project uh, around, of course, mobile security, which we see as as a certainly a top top priority. So uh, there's a lot there to, to be learned. But I think there's a lot to still be uncovered, and there's a lot that we know, but there's still a lot to be uncovered. I should say. Uh, the other thing I'll just say one more time, top financial institutions 
are already experts in fraud mitigation and security. Uh, they've got uh, a great history of managing complex and secure processes and uh, migration of new services and transaction channels. Of course, to include you know the recent history of, uh, of online uh, banking and commerce, which is going to be extremely helpful. So I think uh, it's important to invest in what you've got as well as uh, to, to invest in, in uh, improving on that. So you take all this and, and couple it with... Uh, uh, the financial strength of mature institutions, and I think they, uh, they're they already uh, the logical provider for a lot of these services. So, uh, And I think that we can assume they'll continue to evolve and develop as they go. Jim, I want to thank you again for your time today. Well, you're welcome. Again, we've just heard from Jim Pitts, Project Manager for the Financial Services Technology Consortium, a division within the Financial Services Roundtable. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kidd. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.